Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here at RSA Conference 2013, talking with Tim Ager of Celestix Security. Tim, Celestix focuses on remote access control, and it's basically based on a policy-based access model. Um, it's something that's built around a level of trust. Can you give us a little background about what the company offers and, and maybe some of the challenges facing specific industries? Sure. Um, so Celestix has a range of uh, remote access technologies that allow very granular application-based access. So it's all about um, setting up a, a level of trust between the user, the device they're logging in from, but also the applications they're trying to access. And we don't feel that any one of those factors is sufficient in its own. So it's a lot about being able to control specific application access down to even zones within SharePoint sites. So you may be able to trust the user, but maybe the device doesn't have or doesn't meet the levels of trust you require, such as having a personal firewall enabled, an antivirus uh, product enabled, and therefore you can restrict access only to certain applications, for example, read-only email, you can block people from actually opening attachments if you don't trust the device they're logging in from. So we're actually meeting the requirement for granular policy-based access based on levels of trust with user, device, but also the application they're trying to access. Now, I'd like for you to elaborate a little bit on the, the real-time component here, because I think this is something that, that's actually very important. So you'd have a user that would that would access the system or perhaps um, access email, but how does the real-time piece work as far as what they're allowed to access? That's a great question. So the technology we run is actually sitting at the perimeter of the of the network and can make real-time decisions. So, so those decisions are based on trust. So if a user is logging on, for example, from a corporate laptop device, which has uh, met your corporate uh, access requirements, you can provide full access to the entire network, for example. But if that user is logging on from their own iPad, uh, their home PC, a web kiosk at an airport, for example, our technology in real time will determine the level of trust uh, of that uh, device and then make decisions in real time as to what the user can see. And it will then enforce those policies for you. So, for example, if you want to enforce read-only access of email, it's our technology that will actually manipulate uh, Exchange, in this case, to enforce uh, read-only access. So it will grey out the, the two-button, forward-button, reply, reply, it can actually block attachments in real time. So it's making that decision based on a level of trust of the device, and it does that by pushing an agent to the device at time of logon. So it will check the status of the device and report that back to our technology on your network. Now, there's also a two-factor authentication um, component here that's actually tokenless. What can you tell us about this product? So we've seen a huge opportunity uh, and a, a huge amount of feedback from our customers that they, they, they love the remote access concepts, they need to enable their remote workers, but they're very concerned about making sure they're dealing with a trusted user. And the best way of ensuring that you're working with someone you know is to enforce two-factor authentication, something you know and something you have. One of the challenges we see in the market is that traditional two-factor authentication products are very expensive, both to procure but also to provision to users because they rely on a hardware token that has to be purchased but then typically shipped out to remote users that could be all over the country or all over the world. Our solution is tokenless and it meets that uh, cost and complexity uh, obstacle really because it can be provisioned uh, over the internet, it can be provisioned through a self-provisioning portal, um, so there's no cost of the provisioning, it's a very low cost of provisioning. Um, it also meets the requirement because companies want to enable the use of smart devices in the workplace, so we provide soft tokens that can run on a smart device and generate a one-time password, so companies are getting more use from their smart devices data. And then how does this two-factor authentication address some of the concern that you see in the marketplace with the reuse of passwords? So two-factor authentication really is the best way of addressing the reuse of passwords and uh, I think one of the things we see from our own surveys 
Most of the companies we talk to, around 50% of SMB mid-market organisations and in that odd class, you know, tier 2, tier 3 finance organisations, is that they cite cost and complexity as being challenges for deploying the product. Authentication addresses the reuse of passwords because I think most organisations don't think about what a password actually is and how it can be used. So they will, they will give you a static password for logging on to your corporate network, but most users have so many passwords they simplify it. So they will actually duplicate passwords. They use the same password for a network logon as they use for their LinkedIn account, for their Sony PlayStation account, for their eHarmony account, and so on. And in doing so, they ex- expose the corporate network to risk through no fault of the company themselves. Because users can't remember too many passwords, it's too complex, and they don't like changing passwords regularly, and they can't handle anything more than really a four or six-digit password. They standardize them. So where's the risk? The risk to most corporates isn't necessarily immediately apparent. But if you have a, uh, a member of staff who plays Sony PlayStation every evening, every weekend, and they log on to the online uh, community, and they use that same password to log on to your network, and the Sony PlayStation network gets breached, then potentially someone can use that user's profile to access your network. So it's really, um, it's not so much state-funded terror and, and you know, other corporations trying to bring down your corporation. It's often things as simple as user negligence and the simple use of static passwords that's the, the, the real risk, because people just replicate them across all of their accounts. Tim, thank you for your time. My pleasure.